0: podcast my name is amber sobrio ritter i'm your host i'm a behavior analyst and personal trainer and this podcast is for moms who know what they need to do but can't figure out how to do it so we are here to support with real life immediately applicable strategies to help moms live a life aligned with their values and specifically that's usually related to health and wellness not only physical health but mental health as well I'm super excited to be here. This is podcast number one. I am a mom of three little boys living in the East Bay in the Bay Area, California, and I have been in fitness, uh, specifically working through bodybuilding and strength training for the last three years. I've been a behavior analyst for the last three years as well. Uh, Prior to this, I supported children on the autism spectrum. That was my first job coming out of high school, and I did that on and off. Uh, for the last 17 years so what this podcast really brings to the table is focus on systems work so systems work is related to the kinds of strategies that you implement in order to actually be successful uh, at your goals and often this is the part that people neglect Uh, you might have a goal to run 10 miles um, a week but if you do not have a really clear system about how you are going to remove barriers to succeed at that goal Uh, You are coming into contact with a lot of competing variables in your life, um, especially as moms, you know, kids have a plethora of needs that are usually spontaneous and not easy to predict. So you can have the best intentions and have the strongest desire and motivation to meet some goal that you have set for yourself. Uh, but without having done systems work on the front end, you are essentially setting yourself up for failure. And then what happens with mom specifically, I think, is that you get into this cycle of sort of believing this false truth about yourself, which is that you can't follow through on things, uh, you're lazy, you, um, you can not adhere to a plan. Um, and so what happens is after you disappoint yourself a number of times, You give up and the most sad part for me when i talk to moms who have struggled with this is not even the way their body you know physically is you know being presented to the world like how they look maybe not even their fitness level i mean the most damaging part of this is the complete lack of trust in oneself right and how that impacts other areas of you know your life if you don't trust yourself in regards to promises you make to yourself in areas of fitness, then, you know, later if I say, if I tell myself later today, I'm going to finish writing that report, right? I'm not, I don't have that conviction that I'm actually going to follow through on that thing that I said, because there's this lingering sort of uh, disbelief because I've set a goal or I've made a promise to myself any number of times before, and I haven't been able to follow through. But the really great news about this is that the reason that you haven't been able to follow through actually doesn't have to do with your willpower, or your value or worth as a person, or your ability to follow through, or whether or not you're lazy, or your motivation. You're not lazy, Uh, the motivation is there. Um, You have a lot of skills. The problem is that you just did not implement systems. So the great news is that once you learn how to implement systems, you can set yourself up in order to be successful and really start trusting that you're the kind of person that will follow through on the goals that you set for yourself, uh, in a way that is almost effortless because the systems that you've created are so watertight and so efficient and effective uh, that the goals just come naturally, right? And so when I work with parents, I'm focused less on a specific outcome goal. My first focus is creating effective and sustainable systems and I would then focus on process goals. So that would be related to you know, something like, uh, if my outcome goal is I wanna run a half marathon, my process goal is I wanna run three miles a week. Right, And I'm really just focused on the process, I'm not looking at the outcome, I'm just following the plan. right? If I wanna lose 10 pounds by Thanksgiving, I'm not tracking the scale obsessively, I'm not losing my mind over whether or not my weight is fluctuating on a daily basis. Instead, I'm telling myself, I'm gonna wake up every morning, I'm gonna plan some really healthy meals for myself for the following day, I'm going to do my time at the gym, and whatever is the outcome of that, Is the outcome of that, right? And usually the outcome of that is going to be weight loss and muscle gain, uh, but you're not so attached to the outcome. The attachment to the outcome can be demoralizing if it's not coming as quickly as you want it to come, or if it's not progressing in a way that you anticipated. Um, It can be unmotivating um, and it can essentially be disempowering because you begin to feel like. Uh, you, you start to get off the path or you're more likely to get off the path if you are not getting those hits of reinforcement that you're looking for uh, in the form of like weight going down. So instead, we, we don't say, hey, that's not a great goal. Let's not, let's not go towards that goal. We let the goal be there. But the real focus is, let's celebrate all the wins, right? Let's celebrate all the things that you're doing right. And let's watch those other things naturally happen. So the reason that I got really excited to work with moms specifically is that as I've worked with moms closely in regards to their children over the last 17 years, I started to realize that moms who engaged in really consistent self-care pretty much had a stable mood and a stable level of happiness over time um, that wasn't attached to how their kids were doing, right? They were able to find joy in life. They were able to feel really successful. They were able to feel like, They were living in line with their values, whether or not their kids were having some big issue at school and they were having recurring IEP meetings or whether their kids were doing awesome and everything was going really well. And I started to recognize that because parenthood is a marathon and not a sprint, moms needed support in figuring out how to be happy in the now, right? Instead of focusing on the outcome goal. So if we're going to have the outcome goal be... Uh, That I want my child being able to have X, Y, and Z skills, you know, by this age, the problem is that kids are little humans whose progress is not linear, right? And so it's up and down, it's back and forth. Uh, And parents would be riding that roller coaster, you know, um, throughout all of these years, which was just so taxing on their nervous system and emotionally. And so, parents who could kind of get off that roller coaster just for a little while in order to be able to engage in some self care were really able to show up for their kids in a different way, right? So, if you have a child who has some specific needs or who is very um, emotional or who has special needs or has mental health uh, challenges or is just a normal little kid sort of trying to adjust to the reality of life, which can be very hard and frustrating. As a parent, it's very tricky to find a way to show up for your child in a way that you value while also showing up for yourself in a way that you value and in a way that is sustainable over time. And what I found um, during when I first began fitness is that it took ruthless prioritization of my needs uh, in order to meet them. But then the wonderful thing about that is that after I had met my need, I was so available to be there for my kids all day. So when I first started fitness, I was homeschooling my three boys. Uh, There was a number of reasons for that. Um, And uh, it just felt like a really good fit for them at the time. And I really wanted to be successful in the gym and I wanted to build up muscle and just feel like a strong woman. But the problem was I was with them 14 hours a day and they were little, so they couldn't be left alone. Um, They really needed a lot of support throughout the day. So initially when I started homeschooling, I noticed that just being so available to three little children all day was creating some tension in my body, right? And it was creating some uh, resentment. And um, it's not that I wasn't living in line with my values. I had chosen that I wanted to do it. It It just felt out of balance, right? So the goal isn't to tell moms, hey, uh, you don't need to care for your kids anymore. It's all about you now. You know, um, I think there are times, you know, five minute increments that you might have to embody that mindset, right? To close the bathroom door and and take some time to take a few deep breaths, right? And care for yourself. Uh, But in general, we don't, moms value being there for their kids, right? We really want to live in line with that value, but we just haven't been able to balance also living in line with the value of caring for ourselves. So I uh, I had these three boys, I'm homeschooling them, and I thought I need to figure this out, right? I've got to care for myself and then I think I can find a way to do this. So I created some systems around being able to prep healthy meals for myself and for the kids and be able to make it to the gym. And after I made it to the gym, if I could make it to the gym every day, I was available to be there, you know, mentally, emotionally, and psychologically for the next you know, 13 hours of the day or however long that we were together. But when I didn't, I really started, you know, there was some part of me that that rose up and was like, hey, you're not caring for yourself. Like this doesn't feel good, right? And so what I really want for moms is to be able to, hey, I'm going to be here for my kids. I'm going to show up for them. The way that I do that is by first showing up for myself, right? How do I create systems around being able to do that? How do I find a way Uh, To view this as a marathon that's going to last the next 20 plus years, right? You're raising your kids forever. I mean, in some way, right? Especially when they're home with you. You can't neglect yourself for the next decade. Like that's not a sustainable plan. It has really negative implications for your relationship with your kids, for your relationship with your spouse, for your relationship with other family members and with yourself. Uh, It's not a way to do things that cares for you, And that matters, right? That really, really matters. And I think that when you're a mom, you can lose sight of that, Uh, but that's very important. And so that's the work that we're doing right now. So what happened is I was homeschooling my children and I had been in fitness for probably about a year. Um, I was doing a bodybuilding program and beginning to prep for a competition. And my workout partner who was also um, cutting and prepping for a potential competition was my brother. And he lived across the United States from me. And we would check in with each other just to talk about how things were going and how our progress was coming along with fitness and just have a really strong connection around that, which was wonderful because he was a bachelor. He was 30 at the time. And I was a stay at home parent homeschooling my kids. Right. We had like nothing in common and our whole lives. I felt like I had been waiting for him to grow up and sort of be in the same phase of life as me so that we could have those shared experiences. But uh, every time he came to visit i think i just further traumatized him out of parenthood and he um he and i struggled to like find commonalities and once i started lifting weights i think he got super excited like yes you know we have something to talk about together and we got really close over that shared interest and in 2019 he died unexpectedly in his sleep and so i was still homeschooling at this time um, and after all of the dust had settled from the funeral and everything. I recognized that I could potentially lose my mind if I didn't even lean even harder into this need to care for myself, you know, however that looked and whatever that meant for me. And what I found is that fitness became something so much more than what it initially meant to me. So initially, I thought, I've had three kids, I'd really like to push my body to see what it can look like if I do my best, right? Um, if I really tighten up my eating, if I really lean into strength training, I want to see what I can do. I just was excited about this challenge. And what happened after my brother died is that I recognized that this might be the only thing that I had to hang on to during that time. So imagine you're in a dark tunnel and everything hurts. Your whole body hurts and everything feels painful. I'm sure all of you have been in a place in your life before where that's how it feels that's how living feels right you can't see anything you don't know which direction you're going um every step you take feels like you're stepping through like drying concrete or thick mud um and everything feels achy and sore and painful right like inside outside everything feels very painful we've we've potentially all been there right if you've ever had some real sadness in your life you know what this feels like and it does almost feel like you just can't see right you're so clouded by the pain that you're experiencing that you're really just trying you're fumbling along the ground to try and find something to hang on to and what i recognize is that fitness for me was that thing so i walked through this tunnel hanging on to just the rope you know of fitness and just kind of one hand over the other, pulling me along through this tunnel. Um, It helped for me because that's where I felt closest to my brother was at the gym. And I thought he would tease me if I lost all my gains because he died, like he would say, come on, you know, like this is what we're working for. You need to keep going, you know? Um, And so I let this be sort of a rope that carried me through that dark, dark time. And after that, there were many other dark times because 2020 came. (laughs) And we all know, right, uh, we all had a lot of um, deep soul searching, uh, part of which was required in order to survive getting through the day, having small children home, while potentially many of us were trying to work or do other things. Um, I also went through a divorce during that year and just a whole life overhaul. So again, this was the rope that kind of carried me through, right, it was some kind of structure to hang on to something that I could control, it was a win. And what I recognized about fitness is that it had so little to do with um, the physical aesthetics and it had everything to do with, this is a win that I have and it might be my only win today, right? And when you are raising little kids, when you're raising kids with special needs, when you're going through pain or trauma or death or divorce or any of the things that we go through during the lifespan, Sometimes you wake up and you just don't even get a win all day, right? Work is hard. Kids are hard. Relationships are hard. There's never, for me, I will say there was never a place in my life when I could sort of review the day and tell myself I killed it at that today. So this was before fitness, right? It was hard to tell myself, yes, I killed it at that today because had I been an amazing mom? Yes, but I don't know how many people feel like they killed it at motherhood because it's so hard, right? And you can always focus on the things that you didn't do right. The moment that you weren't as calm as you wanted to be or the meal that could have been healthier uh, like you wanted it to be. So it was really hard to feel like I had a super strong win um, in in relation to my work, you know, which was kind of a, you know, you see progress over long periods of time. So it wasn't always clearly immediate that the work I was doing was you know, impactful on an everyday basis. Um, Same thing at home, same thing with relationships, right? And what I started to recognize about fitness is that I could go into the gym and if I told myself I was going to do four sets of eight and I did them, bam, I got a win. That was my win. Nobody could take it from me. It was there. I said I was going to do it and I did it. Uh, It was just this tiny, tiny place in my life where I could feel strong, capable, empowered, I had a solid win and it was something to hang on to, right? Especially during the moments when I was in so much pain and I needed so desperately to have something to hang on to. And so what I realized is that as I built up all of these wins at the gym and started feeling really capable and competent there, it transferred into other areas of my life. You know, that sense of um, feeling really empowered, that sense of strength, that sense of I can control this situation, not in the way that I had previously thought, but like I can find some way to control this, even if the thing that I'm controlling is my mindset, my attitude, finding a way to be grateful for what's happening in this moment, um, and I would really feel so empowered that I could pull in some some extra wins that weren't super obvious to me before, right? And this was because of fitness and. What I realized is that I wanted to be able to give this to moms. I wanted other moms to feel like they had something that they were killing it at, right? Like, yeah, work was hard today. Not sure that I always that I ever feel like I'm meeting expectations. Yeah, parenthood was hard today. Again, not sure that I'm meeting expectations of my my own expectations of myself, my you know, a uh, family member's expectations of me, my kids' expectations of me. I have a 13-year-old now, pretty sure I'm never meeting his expectations, right? I need to find a way to just, just kill it at this tiny slice of life, right? Because then I feel like uh, I still have that little hit of reinforcement, that little hit of feeling good about myself that I can then transfer into all these other areas. Uh, so that's what this is focused on. This podcast is really meant to help moms not only find the value in fitness that's outside of the aesthetics, even though, yes, I am here for like growing your butt, doing hip thrusts and looking good in them jeans and feeling confident in your body, absolutely. And that is a side effect, right? That's not the outcome goal when I'm working out. That is a wonderful side effect. But the the really important thing is going to be to empower you from the inside out, to help you feel strong, being physically strong, right? Feeling like you walk through the gym and you can really own that space, that translates into an inner strength uh, in a way that I didn't expect. And I think most moms know uh, what they need to do to get stronger, right? Or to be healthier. Yes, I need to eat healthy and I need to go to the gym or I need to find some way to move my body. We all know that. The tricky thing is implementation. And that's every, every time if you fall off, it's because of an implementation issue. And the problem is that We misread that, right? We're inaccurate about how we view that and we see it as a personality issue or as a character issue. I'm lazy, I'm not motivated, I can't follow through on things, I can't be successful, I whatever, right? Those are all lies. And the wonderful thing is that this podcast is totally going to be focused on, you know the thing to do, right? Here's how you do it. Here's how you be successful in real life. The kids are crying. Your oldest son is fussy with you. Um, You are trying to finish something for work and you don't have dinner prepped. What do you do, right? Like we come up with real life situations that moms are going to be encountering. You're just about to leave for the gym. You work full time. So you don't feel like you get to see your kids very often. And your four-year-old starts crying and say, they, you know, they miss you. Can you stay home? I mean, these are really hard problems for moms to navigate because you're holding two values here. Two values are both very meaningful to you, and neither of which that you wanna get rid of. You have the value of really showing up for your kids when you feel like they need you, and then you have the value of showing up for yourself, right, and moms usually choose showing up for kids, and it's so beautiful, but it's not sustainable, right? So we need to find a way to blend the two. I My goal is to be such an amazing parent. I process a lot of things emotionally with my boys, We talk a lot, we're close, we have very meaningful, deep relationships. And I prioritize myself, I model that for them. Because if your little girl sees you always skipping the gym or skipping your workout or skipping whatever thing is meaningful to you in order to stay home and care for the kids' needs, you are modeling that behavior for her. She will do that once she gets into a marriage. She will think this is the way women show up for others is by not showing up for themselves, right? So we have to find a way to teach our kids, the way I love you is by loving me first, right? But how, how do we do that? So that's what systems work is all about. Uh, That's what behavior analysts do. We do not think that there is any reason for behavior other than there being some kind of a context, some kind of a situation in your environment that is evoking that behavior. So what we do is we adjust the context and that naturally changes the behavior, and it modifies the behavior over time. So you can look forward to, at the end of every podcast, uh, having some actionable, applicable, real-life strategies that you can use that day immediately in order to be successful in some area of your life that's really meaningful to you. Most of the examples are going to be related to fitness, because that's the work that I'm doing is that's really meaningful to me right now. Um, but a lot of the strategies can be applied to any number of behaviors that are really meaningful to you. So I'm super excited to begin this journey with you. I really am so honored to be a part of your life, supporting you in this new way of figuring out how you can show up for yourself. And I'm really excited for how it's gonna benefit the generations to come who were able to see a group of moms really find a way to balance those expectations so that they could show up for all of the people that they care about so they could live in line with all of the values that are meaningful to them uh, sustainably over a long period of time. So have a wonderful day, mamas, and I will see you next time.